Bam, we're live. Good morning, guys. Bailey, good morning. Steven, good morning. Logan, there you are. Holy shit. Hello from the Rich Froning Podcast. How about you eat a big fat dick? Uh, Eric Weiss, Omar Conejo, Eaton Beaver, speaking about eating dick. Oh, I bet you that already got me a ding for saying that too. Eating dick. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. How you doing? Mommy G, I'm having internet problems this morning, but I'm still uh, doing my best to be here with you. Likewise. How do I look? Is this good or do I need to turn Dude, my camera off? You look like the rock star you've turned yourself into. Woo! Hey, could you turn your phone the other way? Let's see. Jason Hoopa. Good I don't know, dude. I'm like a grandpa with technology. Let me what if you if you turn it sideways? Does it just give you um um landscape mode? <laughs> see, does that do anything? Though? Fuck your phone. My phone is not good. Uh, Chase Brian, Tommy G is such a badass. Thank Let's you, start. Chase. That's kind words from you. Let's start with uh, a, a big picture review. If you guys don't know who uh, Tommy G is, he is a, a, a he's he's transcended being a YouTuber. He is a full blown fucking journalist. He, uh, I don't know what you're doing, but I want to tell you, I got a tinge of jealousy. It's I'm not, I'm not even a jealous man, but I felt a little jealousy. Uh. Tommy's everywhere. His YouTube channel is exploding, but he, uh, I don't know how to explain it. You're, you're a humanitarian too. You're a good dude. Like kids at, at the school jumping over the fence to come get your autograph and take pictures with you. And you're like, Hey, you want to do pushups and you're hanging with the bros and the hoes, but you bring uh, you're not glamorizing it. You're not feeling sorry for them, but, but there is a, uh, I, I did feel, I do feel my tear ducts turn on once in a while watching your stuff. Yeah. Well, that's good. I think uh, if I can make stuff that impacts people and share stories and also allows me to explore and travel the world, it's like I can't think of anything else I'd rather be doing. I, I can't remember. Are you Christian? I grew up Christian. I know the Bible pretty well, but the more I read it, especially the Old Testament, dude, the less I feel any connection to that stuff. Really? Because you act like a Christian do-gooder. You're you're like mm -hmm. such a you're like a uh, you're such a good dude. Well, I appreciate that, and I don't know. Yeah, the, when I read the Old Testament, dude, I'm like, God wrote this. Like God divinely inspired <laughs> this. Like I've read hundreds of books, and I love reading. If you would just put me on an island with just the Old Testament, it'd be like, come on, like this book kind of sucks. No, what, tell me, tell me, I tell, tell me. Oh, look at someone. Uh, the old the clock. The Old Testament is uh, bizarre. It is. This is the, this is my problem with the Bible and the Old Testament. Is when we go to church, we hear the same fifteen stories or so that like Joseph getting, you know, becoming the leader of Egypt with the food and managing it and forgiving his brothers for selling him into slavery. Like there are some beautiful wonderful stories in the bible but there's a lot of stories that are like what the hell was that and that they don't read aloud in church and that are kind of like probably i would say x-rated stories and i just feel like can you give me just a hint of one a slight example i think there's one about a father that realized he got a prostitute and realized it was his daughter so he spilled his seed on the ground so he wouldn't get her pregnant like that's a story of the bible or uh let me think of another good wow one. wow wow like, that's like some porn hub shit yeah, it's that would be trending number one on Pornhub right now. <laughs> uh, I 
think even I'm Sodom going to Gomorrah, hell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to hell. I mean, even just seeing the Old Testament God, like he wiped out whole towns or the whole world even with the flood. And we're just like, oh, yeah, he loves you. And it's like, really? Like if God, if the Old Testament God was your next door neighbor, I feel like you'd be a little concerned. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to give it a, uh, a spin. I can't, I can't, I can't even, I want to say I listened to it on audio, but that if I did, it was like 30 years ago. I will say just for the Christians out there that the redeeming part of the Bible is of course, Jesus Christ and his story, which another thing I have issue with that is like, this is the most important guy who's ever lived. Yet we have four tiny books about him that are relatively repetitive and only cover a small segment of his life. Like we have no idea what Jesus going through puberty was like. We have no idea Jesus, like, did he, was he interested in females, males? Like, what did he think? Like, he never encountered sexuality. There's just a lot of stuff that I'd be curious to know more about Jesus. I had this dude on, um, uh, oh, shit, Tommy. Hmm. Oh, my God. You, I know you get a million. I, think, I feel like I'm having a deja vu because I did this to you last time you're on the show. I know you have a million fucking requests for shows and people making hmm. suggestions. I just thought of one. Hmm. There's this show I did with a guy named Chris Bledsoe. Bledsoe. He wrote a book called UFO of God. Whoa. That's an interesting he, combo. He can, he can summon UFOs at any time. This guy can? He's the most contacted UFO expert by the U.S. fucking government. I w- he sounds nuts, to be honest with you, just hearing about it. But I would be open to talking to him, that's for sure. And bro, that's what's crazy. Like the the CIA and NASA and all those people are all over this fucking guy. And but here's and he thinks that he, his thing is that it's God. He he he's he's managed to weave the UFO and the God story into one. Like these are basically these UFOs are angels and shit. I mean, who knows what's going on? Where does this guy live? You know, in the Carolinas somewhere. Well, if he would like to speak with me. I would be happy to make a road trip and see some UFOs. That would actually be probably very frightening now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited. I'm so excited that I, I thought of this, and I'm, I'm kind of getting chubbing up a little bit knowing that you actually like it. Hey, 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 David, Jesus is not fake as fuck. <laughs> the Tooth Fairy's fake as fuck. Easy, buddy. Um, And uh, so the book is called the ufo of god i had him on and there's something really weird about the podcast i did with him dude because um tommy he it keeps growing it's one of those obscure podcasts that i should have only gotten like two thousand views on and then maybe like another ten thousand on spotify but it's every day that there's comments and when he was on here and he talked about the ufos and shit coming into his house and the aliens coming into his house i asked him questions like hey what if you're now that you know that they're everywhere what about like if you're having sex with your life your life you're having sex with your wife um and people in the comments got upset or i'm like hey like when you masturbate like if you're watching some porn hub and you're masturbating are you tripping that they're 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 watching he's like i've never watched porn and people in the comments are like pissed which brings me to what you said about jesus are you telling me jesus didn't do funny shit like do you ever climb up to like the top of a 20-story building with your friends like to the roof and then you 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 pee off and see whose pee hits the bottom first or just fun shit like that it's kind of like it's not harmful but like, did Jesus do stuff like that, or like that's, throw paper airplanes? Like, like you it's know what I mean? Like, in the all... Bible, there's no adolescent account of what Jesus was up to. Basically, we hear a story of when he was 12, he goes missing. He, they find him uh, preaching at a nor- local church, and then from like 12 to like 31, there's no record of what Jesus was up to. And all of a sudden, he appears, and he's kind of in Messiah mode. 
and he's doing all the speaking and miracles and cool stuff. But like the whole in between is like, what was this guy up to before that? Messiah mode. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna um uh UFO of God, and um I'm sending you just his um Amazon page. He's super easy to get a hold of. Mm. Sounds like the aliens have figured how to figure out how to get a hold of him easily. Yeah, they get a hold of him. You're right. They get a hold of him. He gets a hold of them. I'm looking for our... Um, um, now, a guy that claims he's being visited by UFOs that are sent by God, does that not strike you as, this guy's potentially off his rocker? Um, it, 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 it's, it's, an, it's, an, it's an option, right? Um, the, it's an option. Um, if someone told, I mean, the guy, who, the guy who invented the atomic bomb or who dropped the atomic bomb are probably off their rocker too. Like really you dropped a bomb on a city of Japanese people and vaporized half a million of them. I suppose there's a lot of innovation connected to kind of crazy people, but there's good crazy and bad people, but or and bad crazy. But I mean, if you're Thomas Edison and you're in a factory uh, laboratory for weeks at a time, not talking to your family, tinkering around with yeah. wires and chemicals, like I think um, madness probably does lead to a lot of creation. Okay, here, here's a question for you, just so because we need to get a baseline for uh, crazy. What's crazier to say you see UFOs or to say that men can get pregnant? <laughs> I would say men can get pregnant because one is actually somewhat possible. What the UFO part? UFOs are it's actually yeah. Plausible. Okay, I mean, good. All right, good. Then we're on the same page. I think we're on the same page. Then that's where I'm at. Yeah. Okay, that's where I'm at. That's you if said. Someone it. said a trans man can get pregnant. Sure. Yeah. But not a man, man. Right. Okay. Um. I, I. Yeah. Okay. Me and you are in the same place. Yeah. I think that. I think you're. I'm. I'm with you. It's a. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. This guy's really um uh mellow, benign. He doesn't. He doesn't um. Except for this alien shit, he seems very sheltered. Mm. So he's a oh. hardcore Christian guy that also happens to moonlight on the UFO side. Yeah, but basically the UFOs to him are like aliens and shit. Or the the UFOs to him and, and the uh, aliens are God. They're like the angels and God. That that's the part he they're not a, he's changed the name of them, right? Mm-hmm. Suppose it's up to interpretation at this point. No one can really say definitively anything about the UFO subject. In this book that he he writes and when he was on the podcast, it seems like every single person that goes and visits him ends up seeing the aliens. Well, and you should be scared because it, it, when I had him on the when I read his book at the end of the book, it, um, it says, uh, if you want to see the aliens yourself, just do this. And it says, like, go outside and look up at the night sky and ask to see them and blah, blah, blah. And, and I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I didn't do it. It was like a Ouija board. I'm like, I'm good. Prayer is another thing that's interesting for me to, like, uh, sift through because it's like. What if, if someone's dying from cancer, if 999 people pray, like God's like, nope, can't do it. But if a thousand people is like, yeah, okay, I think I can pull some tricks. I just feel like that's the wrong interpretation of prayers. Like I think of anything, it's like trying to build a personal connection to God. And, and it's almost like a, a Christian form of therapy. Like you don't go to your therapist, you, you lay it on God. So you talk to God about it. But I think the idea that God's up there like, oh, I need the Chicago Bears to win tonight. And God's like, well, I think I can make that happen. I just think it's a little silly to think about. I agree. Um, I agree. 
I agree. He's not like a deli meat worker where he like you punch your card and it's like, oh, I'm 91. I get to order what I want now. And he's just like, OK, what, I, what do you want? You know, uh, um, I think it, it, people are going to hate this, but I think it's more along the lines of you. You pray to God, hey, I want to catch the um, every pass tonight. And because you prayed, then you believe that you're going to catch every pass tonight because you believe God's on your side. And therefore, it leads to you making your best effort to catch every pass, to hold your end of the bargain. And then you catch every pass, and then you thank God because um, uh, you, you think that that was an important mechanism to it. Like there's almost a um, – what's that called? Like when you're afraid of black cats? Um, and then you attract black cats or superstition? Superstition. There's like yeah. a superstition piece to it. Yeah, there are a lot of interesting mechanisms like that psychologically, right? That's like the one I always freak out about abortion. They don't tell you that the problem is they don't tell you that when you get an abortion, you pick something up. And that's the thought that you had an abortion. You, you have to deal with that your whole life. And yep. picking up thoughts sucks. Have like you, if you hit an old lady with your car and then sped away, you have to you're going to carry that for your whole life. Yeah, and that's a big burden to carry. Have you ever spoken with women that have gotten abortions and like have thoughts about it? Man, they, they wish they didn't do it because I only know uh, two or three women that have gone through that and all of them wish they hadn't gone through it. Yeah, because you well, – yeah. Uh, I have, I've, I've only spoken with a handful of them also, but I can only imagine. Same, same with the men. I can only imagine because then you have to think even if you're all for it, you have to carry that your whole life. It, it, drugs are the same way. Nicotine's the same way. I tried nicotine in my whole life. Even this morning I thought about nicotine. Really? Like, yeah. Fucking love nicotine. I mean, I haven't had it in a long time, but like, yeah, it'd be nice to put a pouch in right now. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's a bad <laughs> little buzz you get. Did you ever fuck with nicotine? I do Zins. Are you familiar with the Zin pouch? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Little white ones. Yeah, they're supposed to be the less dangerous or uh, cancerous version of, of nicotine, but I like it, dude. I, I, it's a road trip thing. Or if I'm cruising around in the car, it just it's kind of like a a thing that I've been programmed now. Like, okay, I'm like a little monkey. When I get in the car, I like to throw one in. Um uh, uh he, 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 here we go again, men talking for women because they've talked with three women. Listen, we, we can use a different example. We don't uh we don't even have to use women. Uh I've talked to men who've had uh whose wives have had abortions and now that they're th they think about it their whole when life. When do we say anything speaking for women? We're just saying with the small sample size of women we've encountered that have told us this because they trusted us to tell us because it's a very personal thing to say. They that was their feedback. And the idea, like we're getting to this weird place, like, oh, if you're not a woman, you can't talk about this. If you're not an Asian person, you can't talk about an issue that goes with an Asian person. Like everyone is free to talk about anything, and I'm sure. Look at God cast, gets, cast them down. You went, you lost your video for how dare you speak to Alice in NYC like that? Yeah. Sorry. Alice. Oh, you might, am I off? Uh, your video's off. Sorry. Someone was trying to call me. So it went off. Uh, I like that. Allison just said, get out of here. She's from New York. I like that. That's like, aren't you from New York? Oh no, you're from Milwaukee, but that's like some, she's giving us some New York slang. Now get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. So I don't, yeah. Anyways, we can we can move past it if it bothers some folks. Hey, it's 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 even like it's even like I can't wait till um I come out of the closet. So I'm just so tired of not telling everyone I'm gay. It's this exact same thing, right? Like you, it's just the burden of keeping a secret. You just want to be like, oh yes, I love sucking dick. Well, I think I'll go to a more <laughs> pure comparison. Where it's like, thank you. I would say 
uh, the abortion thing is similar to being a police officer having to carry around. Like, even though there's things that you you'd make the right call, like maybe it was the right call to have an abortion in that moment for that person. If just like a police officer it might be the right call, a guy's charging someone with a knife and you have to take them out. You have to live with these types of things for the rest of your life. And there's just some, some lines when you cross them in life, you don't know. Oh, he's getting blown up. People are calling you. Is that people calling you? Yeah, this one number keeps calling me on repeat. And I, if they call me again, I have to answer and tell them stop calling me. So, uh, uh, look, listen to this, Trish. Man, we've dug. I know five women who found their who found their abortion necessary and don't regret it. I, I wouldn't even say it's regret. I'm not even talking about regret. I'm just talking about um, uh, you, you, you it's your part of your story. You you pick up you pick a part of your story and like, do you want that to be part of your story? Well, I also think, sir, like in, it's what situation you are in life. And so they may have been in a place in life where it was probably the best option for them. And it may. So, yeah, that and that's, I think, more power to them. They get to make that choice. I'm not saying anything pro or against it. I'm just. Oh, that's another guest you could have on. Hmm. You you could uh, do um uh, fuck with. um uh, He's coming on here tomorrow. Seth Gruber. It's his second time on. He's made it his life mission to. um to to make abortion illegal. Yeah, I probably won't have him on. Oh, too controversial? I'm not that interested in it. Also, like... Oh, all right. I Also, it's it just... What, I don't know. It, it's... Why is it so... I guess he could answer why it's so important, but... Um, anyone, I just think I, it's... I'm, pro, I'm pro-choice. Don't get me wrong. I'm pro-choice. But I just think it's fascinating that you want to save babies. Them. What? Yeah. I just, when people get that obsessed about one thing, it's like, ah, oh, okay, I don't know. It's like the pastor that hates gay people, but then you find out he's secretly gay too. And it's like, I don't know. When you fixate that much on one thing, it's just interesting. Um, yesterday, uh, no, oh, we'll go back for about a month ago, I put on a 16 pound vest hmm. and I did a hundred jump ropes, single unders, not double unders, a hundred jump rope. With a 16-pound vest on, barefoot. I, I, um, and then I did that every two minutes for 20 minutes. So I ended up doing a 1,000 jump rope barefoot with a 16-pound vest. What did you think? I, I, I was a little concerned that um, I would be super sore. I wasn't sore at all. But yesterday, Tommy, I ran stairs with my kids, my two six-year-olds and my eight-year-old, and we ran stairs for 20 minutes. My calves are so fucking sore I could barely walk this morning. It's amazing. When you have youth on your side, it feels like you can do anything to your body. But once you start even getting a little bit older, it's like you do that and you feel it for a while. You gotta but why careful. didn't the jump rope make me sore? Maybe your calves. Maybe you have really strong metatarsal in your feet. and They can handle it, but your calves are a little under par compared to your feet. Yeah, it was crazy. Are you are you training? You have time to train? Yeah, jujitsu and uh, coaching wrestling probably four or five times a week. Holy shit. Are are you are you doing your own editing? So we have three different editors, but um Miguel is the main editor and then Jack is another guy on my team, but I do some of like I'll cut things down but they make it look good. Like I I don't do I can't do the fancy editing, but um so it's a team of three and but Miguel is definitely the chief editing officer of the of the squad. Um I highly recommend three of these videos. Highly uh, inside the secret world of Miami's millionaires, uh, visiting Trapland, 
wow, these guys are cool. By the way, I could tell how giddy you were. You love rappers. Yeah, definitely. You were so giddy. And you'd been up all night when you did that piece, right? Yeah, because we'd been hog hunting the night before and got home at like 9 a.m. And so I was – it's amazing how much you can be off. Like I felt like I was drunk. That's how tired – we had to pull over on the road because we were driving and I just couldn't – I couldn't keep up. And none of the none of the guys in my crew were either. We were so exhausted that just getting a 20-minute, 30-minute sleep on the side of the road was the safest choice. I reached out to both those guys after watching this and invited them on my podcast. Kosher and Trapland Pat? Yeah. What did they say? I'm sure. Did that even get back to you? Pro, pro, I don't know. I sent them last night, but man, those are two really fucking cool young men. Oh, I'm a big fan of both of them. How, how do you find those guys? The rap world is kind of a small place. And um, so I've done a video with this rapper named Babytron, who also collaborated with BLP Kosher. And my friend Certified Trapper did a song with BLP Kosher. So then we hit them up and did the Florida experience. And uh, they're just two young men that are making music. And I think I would say being very positive. Rap is an easy world to get pulled into a negative direction because a lot of rap that's popular right now is like the most vicious and heartless. And, you know, I have no feelings. I treat women like shit and I am a menace to society. And so like to hear guys that are coming up with a, a different spin on it is interesting. I like it. And you just reach out to them? Say that again. You just reached out to them. Yeah, yeah. So when they saw, it's a, a lot of rappers are interested in working with me because when a lot of the, those are some of my most successful videos. And 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 you were you were walking with these rappers by uh, a junior high, and these kids come running over and jump over the fence, and they want to take pictures with you. Is that your demographic? Is that ju junior high? My kids? demographic is like seventy percent eighteen to thirty five. Oh, so that's a little older. Okay. That's interesting. But all those kids knew who you were and they were taking pictures with you. Did that shock you? Did that surprise you? You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Not really. I mean, it's, 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 well, one, we were also with BLP Kosher and Trapland Pat. So between the three of us, there's, you know, each kid knew at least one of us or both of us or all of us, you know? And so, um, it's just weird how the internet works. Is like you don't anticipate this when you're on your journey. Like you're just thinking, oh, I'm going to make interesting documentaries about cool stories or cool people. And then all of a sudden people see you in the bathroom at Quick Trip or that people see you in the grocery store or at a restaurant. And it just it's a different um, it's just a new hurdle to encounter. In one of your videos, Tommy, um, there's just a quick segment with you yeah wrestling with sugar uh sugar sean um sugar sean sugar sean o'malley's coach who tim I, welch. what's his name tim welch yeah and he's an you know, i think i saw him compete at um abu dhabi combat uh challenge i think he's yeah, like, i love that guy he's a very positive he he had he runs a really cool gym like the the vibes in there are great he's a great leader and he's tough and um you saw Towards the end of that uh, segment, you saw him tap me. He would have choked me to sleep if I didn't tap. So, um, yeah, he's a he's a tough son of a gun. Well, um, why didn't why don't why doesn't that deserve a whole video? We if we would have gotten deeper into it with Sugar Sean, it would have been. But Sugar Sean was he was uh, rehabilitating his back at that point and couldn't train. And also, 
he's at that level of stardom where I think he has to meet you once or twice to figure out who you are before he invites you to his life. So a lot of it was just getting to know him, going out to lunch with him and his coach. And next time we're in Arizona, the doors open to, to hang out and do more, but we just didn't get enough of a story to make a whole video about it. Um, do you smoke weed? Yeah, I probably, I smoke probably twice, two, three times a week, like one or two puffs at a time. That's it. Yeah. If I don't, I don't like putting my astronaut boots on and going way out to the moon, but just enough that I can take a little bit and I go into the woods or I edit or I work out. That's where I like to be. So this dude, uh, tell me his name again, Chris Welch. Tim Welch. Tim Welch. You just you just contacted him and he's like, oh yeah, swing on by, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a that was a fun trip because we also got to talk with a mafia hitman. Um, Sammy the Bull, who had done 19 hits in his day. And then we got to go to The Zone, which is a tent city in Phoenix, where it's the second biggest homeless camp in the country at that time. They actually just bulldozed it. And I don't know where those people are being. No, July 10th. You said in the video, it says July 10th is when it gets bulldozed. Oh, maybe, maybe they, because I know they keep issuing warnings and they keep, the court keeps pushing it back. But um, that was one of the most intense places i've ever visited i mean it's just like it's almost those people are humans but it's, they're almost living at a subhuman level like people are like laying in muck and like shouting at the sky and doing fentanyl right in front of you it was definitely alarming and uh definitely like we had to leave at one point because someone's schizophrenic uh mind was taken to places where it was like okay i think we need to get out of here so um it's interesting that you still call them homeless because your video is, uh, preaches exactly what I've been preaching since day one. He walks up to one of the guys here in the, in the place and he says, hey, now listen carefully, everyone. He walks up to one of the guys in the place and he says, how many people here uh, are drug addicts? And the guy says, all of them. Mm-hmm. All of them. There's a thousand tents in this tent city. It's in, it's in fucking Phoenix. It's such a comprehensive piece, dude. Then you go into that business. There's a business, a deli that's been there 33 years. And Tommy walks in there and he's like, how the fuck are you guys staying in business? Yeah. And the sad thing about this deli owner, this guy, Joe, is he's had a thriving business for many years. And then the city let homeless people basically camp outside of his place. Like there's naked guys with axes peeing in front of his door. And he just has to like accept it. And now like that's going to be his retirement. I mean, he's an independent business owner. It's a hard thing to do. And his his plan was to, he's almost at retirement age and his plan was to sell his business, retire, go off into the sunset. But who in their right mind is going to buy that business when they have to compete with people throwing feces like at each other two feet away, you know? Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And you're not even exaggerating. It literally is people taking shits just right in front of his restaurant. Yeah, the New York Times did a wonderful piece on him. And so there's a lot of people that support him, but... Like, how are you going to convince your family this is the place that we want to stop and eat? You know, like most people are going to be scared of it. I also want to point out another uh, piece of the element that I preach quite frequently is Tommy interviews this guy and he says to him, hey, what's up? Uh, How did you end up in the camp? And he says, I was addicted to drugs and now I'm trying to get off. And the reason I was able to try to get off was because I was arrested. He was arrested and taken to jail for two months, which, which changed his his cadence his in his life. 
and it and allowed him to get off of drugs. So there's on the on the left, you have people saying, hey, um, do needle exchanges. And, and basically it's a whole the whole codependent route. And then on the right, you have, hey, let's take him to jail. And I personally, if I was addicted to fentanyl, I'd want to be arrested and taken to jail. Thoughts yeah, on that, someone Tony? very, someone very close to me in my life um, was doing a lot of different drugs for many years. Went to jail for ten months and now is seven years sober. And that was definitely, if he didn't hadn't gone to jail, we were definitely like, okay, when is this guy going to overdose? When is his door going to get kicked in by the police? And it was very scary. So I think um, the thing is, in this country, we can overdo it. Like ten months is one thing. 10 or 15 years is another. This, the same guy that is now sober, working for Amazon, doing fantastic, they wanted him to plead to 15 years. And then they reweighed all the evidence. And like, oh, it's all misdemeanors. You can go. And by that time, he was sober and able to reenter life. But you don't like we, the three strikes, you're out. You get caught with cocaine three times and we lock you up for life. You're not down with that. Cocaine? Why, some, why should someone be in a prison for the rest of their life for cocaine? I agree. One month at a time would be more than enough. Yeah, I think a lot of it, because a lot of these, um, we've, we've done a lot of different stores at homeless camps. We just did one in DC and they, a lot of these people have resources that there is housing for them if they want to stop using, but the pull of the drug is so severe that they would rather live in garbage on the street than have a government paid apartment, which is just staggering. Cause I've never, I mean, I've done a handful of drugs in my life, but I just can't imagine something being that intoxicating that it's just like i would rather live like with open sores and with uh you know oh he froze all i heard was open sores darn it uh dylan i saw that also there's a video of California state representative telling people if they love their kids to leave California. Oh, uh, you froze, uh, uh, Tommy. You were saying that there's people who would rather fucking do drugs um, than it, it, with open sores all over their body than fucking get a little shelter and get a little reprieve. Well, I think we should have a little bit of sympathy of how difficult it is to, to get off. Like even the process of withdrawal is a horrific process and that some people feel like they're going to die and it's weeks long of agony. And so I'm not saying let's throw the state budget at them and give them everything, you know, give them a Rolls Royce and all that. But I think like, man, knowing that it could be your brother or your friend that ends up in that situation, it's just, we should have some sympathy. Yeah. It could happen to anyone. And, and, and I, and it takes people maybe a thousand times to try to get off of drugs. You know, you might have to try a thousand times. And I totally agree that the street three strikes thing is fucking stupid. I also want to re remind people that that was uh, Clinton, Bill Clinton and, and uh, our current president, Joe Biden, once again. It's fucking crazy. Um, he froze again. Tommy, Tommy. I thought you would have amazing Internet. What, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, I think my Internet just may have popped back on. Let me connect to my Wi-Fi. We should be good to go. You were you were on the phone this morning with the internet provider. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. I don't know if there was a Look, outage or, or what the heck happened. But let's see. Let me let me do this. So look, it took bro. me tw twelve years yeah. to get clean. Yeah, Dylan Dykes. Yeah, I I believe it. You got to fucking try, what try, you? try. And congratulations. Yeah, good point. We still lost you. We lost you, Tommy. There is another, I want to show you guys something. There is another Tommy G channel. 
there's another Tommy G channel. You scroll down here and it's called the Tommy G show. Yeah, it's my podcast it's, channel. I know. And I started freaking out a little bit. Look at th this one right here is so good. Ron Johnson. Hey, dude, you sent in, you sent emails, repeated emails to all 100 U.S. senators. And this is the only dude that would in, let you interview him. Yeah, because we had an inside contact from Wisconsin that lined it up for us. But everyone, my, me and my guy, Keegan, I, I'll give him the credit. He was the chief, the researcher on this. But we sent emails to every single senator and none of them were able to take our requests. And most and a lot of representatives, too. So um, you you have a, a, a crazy jumping YouTube channel. You're approaching 700,000 subscribers, active subscribers. And in. I can't fucking believe you can't get an interview with the, with the senator. I think a lot of them are like a lot of them talk to their side of the aisle. Like if you're a Fox senator, you talk to the guy that's going to give you the softball questions about immigration and uh, Trump and whatever it is. And then if you're on the left, you go to the CNN contact and they're going to give you softball questions about, you know what I mean? I just think, and I think it's too much of a risk, like to allow me into their office they don't have control about how I'm going to edit things or this or that. They don't know if I'm a good guy, a bad guy. So I think to them, it's probably just not worth it. But if they want to connect to the younger voters, they got to, because my, my generation and the younger generation is not tuning into Fox or CNN for our information. They're tuning into inf independent platforms. So if they want to reach the next demographic, they got to do business with me at some point or someone like me. This dude was cool as shit, right? I was very surprised. I thought I was meeting a U.S. senator. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be kind of evil, greedy piece of shit. But Ron Johnson was surprisingly, he just is, he's genuine. He is, and I don't know, I didn't research his politics. Like, um, like people, like I had a, a someone at uh, my gym say, oh, you just spoke with a Nazi. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. But, um, but he talked about, he was open about, he didn't, he didn't politician answer any question really. Was, I was blown away by him. I was crazy impressed by him. Yeah, me too. And I didn't expect that. I thought this guy's going to be not a good guy. Like he's probably on the take from somebody. And he might be. Who knows? I mean, I asked him about lobbying donations because he's number seven on the list from NRA. And he really, that was the one question where he sidestepped it too easily, where he was just like, oh, I don't even notice those payments coming in. I'm like, that's $700,000, man. Like, who, what do you mean you don't notice it coming in? I, 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 I'm, I'm blown away. So he's a Republican, that guy. Yeah. He, he builds himself as a small government conservative and kind of an outlier, uh, of the Republican party. Uh, great dude. You're killing it. That your podcast game is killing it. What's the plan there? How often are you going to be doing those? I'm trying to do twice a week, but it's interesting. Like look at that episode. A two, uh, a U.S. Senator is getting like 2000 hits and, uh, the, the episode after is a, a White House chef and a, I have an episode with a future billionaire, an episode with another YouTuber with a million subscribers. And for whatever reason, those haven't caught as much traffic as I would have guessed or hoped for. Well, shit, you just started. How long have you been doing it? Uh, a couple months. Oh, dude, it, it, it's going to take fucking forever, don't you think? I also think there's just a saturation of so many podcasts out there. And the other thing is, like you're competing with like there's a lot of podcasts that have a lot like the big names make a make a uh like it's like a tour like 
you know, Theo Vaughn's about to release a special. So he's going to go on the other 15 biggest podcasts in the nation that you're competing against. And I would rather click on that than some small guy interviewing a U.S. senator, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's just um, hey, hey, that interview is like one of the best uh, uh, interviews I've ever seen. I, I, I'm right now in my mind. I can't think of a better interview I've ever seen with a politician. Well, I appreciate that. And I hope to continue to deliver. And um, anyone knows AOC or Trump or any of those people, I'll be happy to talk to them. I'm the, I'll talk to AOC one day. I'll interview Trump the next. I think that's hopefully what will distinguish me. I don't have a horse in the race, so I'm not trying to smear one person and uplift the other. I just want to ask him questions. I'd love to see you interview AOC. Uh, Ryan Long. You got Ryan Long. Very funny, man. Very funny. Uh, Sammy the Bull, 80,000 views. That's crazy. Sitting in front of him was very surreal. And also, like, even though he's an old guy, like, I still felt like a slight air of, like, holy shit, this guy could take me out if he was thinking about it. Like, he easily could put a hit on me. Why isn't he in jail if he's killed 19 people? Because he collaborated with the FBI. So John Gotti was his boss, and John Gotti was going to try and get him to take all of the hit all of the uh, years in prison. And uh-huh. once he realized that he, John Gotti was turning on him, uh, he, he collaborated with the FBI and he only did five years for that. But then he had a, I think he helped fund an ecstasy ring in Arizona. And then he did an additional uh, 17 and a half years in Arizona where there's cartel guys in that prison. There's Aryan brotherhood guys in that prison. And somehow he survived with people knowing that he's a rat like that i mean in the, in the he might have his justification for it but in the prison world they don't really care i feel like so somehow he made it and survived and now he's he runs a youtube channel with 500,000 plus subscribers no just, shit the bull has a youtube channel yep he does oh my god um uh how, how's your monetization going i heard you mention something about it on one of your shows it's a lot smoother right now. So I currently have zero strikes on my channel, which was congratulations. Not just sigh of relief, dude. When I got home, I, I landed from my honeymoon. And as I was on the plane, I got my message of my second strike. And I'm like, holy shit, there's no way I'm surviving another 90 days. Cause I was getting one strike a month at this pace. There's no way I'm surviving another 90 days without getting kicked off the platform. And so that was just like a hold my breath period of time. But um, I, I've been working with YouTube and we have a, a new system set up for uh, making sure the videos are clear. And so I've been it's been going really well. Um, what did you get your strikes for? And can you tell me about this system? I can't tell you about the system. Uh, more or less, I just I'll, they can review it and let me know that I'm good to go before. No I shit. It. But um, before you publish it, you have someone who will, who will review it for you before before you publish at YouTube. I can't. I actually can't really say many details. Of to- but um, wow, wow. But, but the first strike was instructional theft because I had a, a, a clip from my Kia Boy documentary that was it's been on dozens of news channels and dozens of TikTok channels. They got to use it. But when I used my own short clip, they said I was telling people how to steal. Um, oh, shit. And then. And then I had another clip where I was sipping drank that lean with a Texas rapper. Yeah. Yeah. That was promoting drug use, even though I didn't like, it was like a seven, seven, seven second segment. Like it wasn't like we even focused on it. And there's dozens of things on YouTube where people are explicitly talking about lean and that didn't, 
you know, get in trouble, but mine did. So it felt like, what the hell? Like, why is it arbitrary on who gets the stick and who doesn't? I, I, um, my first strike was I posted, I, I, it was something from Instagram that I showed and it was an old man defending himself in a fight. Mm-hmm. And it was like three seconds long. You couldn't even see what was really going on because it was like a, a shaky camera and it was behind a telephone pole and it was from far away. Mm-hmm. And they said that I was, um, encouraging violence yeah i was like holy shit this is like are wow i know a big one right now is a lot of youtube channels are afraid to talk to anyone that are anti-vax and here's the thing i have no idea i haven't studied the science from what i can tell vaccines can seem really really wonderful for humanity some people say it's not i don't know but I feel like it should at least be allowed to be talked about. But I know Theo Vaughn got a strike for having Robert F. Kennedy. There's Joe Rogan controversy right now about that. But the idea that we're not even allowed to discuss it is just really strange to me. Well, I got um, my second strike I got was because I suggested um, exercise and nutrition as a uh, cure for um, uh, sickness. How and dare you? And you're not allowed to do that because it doesn't it goes against the WHO guidelines. So basically YouTube was following, I think they actually just uplifted it about a month ago. They were following the WHO guidelines. So if you said anything about the COVID vaccine that was, didn't comport with the WHO guidelines, you would get a strike. And I was pulled off. Did you ever get pulled off? I got pulled off for seven days. Yeah, that's so first strike is seven days, second strike is fourteen days, third strike is permanently banned, as well as every other channel that is under your same name. And you're never allowed to even start a new YouTube channel after you get permanently banned. For life? For life. Doesn't that seem a bit draconian? Hey, and my shit was like, so how, dude, it's brutal. What about, um, how long, how old was your video when you got the strike? Yeah, some of them were around for months before I ever got the strike. So it was yeah, so Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Okay. So is that assholes going back and reporting you? I'm guessing it's robot. I'm, I'm thinking it's some sort of AI <clears throat> because there's no, that's the thing. I understand YouTube's uh, difficulties because they have billions of hours being uploaded every single week. Right. So how do you possibly screen that? And you, there are certain things you don't want on YouTube. Like you don't want a cartel beheading on YouTube. You don't want to, you know, so I get their, their concerns and their issues, but um, like to just out of nowhere, three months after the fact, get hit with a huge thing that if this is, your primary income, if this is the way you make, you put food on the table, it's like, well, what the hell? This is kind of crazy. Um, uh, so this show that we're doing right now, I can, I'm looking at the live stream and it says, uh, you have been limited uh, with your ad revenue due to content identified as not suitable. I'm guessing it's because I said the word abortion and COVID. So look, or vaccine, in, that's a big trigger word. So in, it says it remains fully payable and is eligible to earn subscription revenue from uh, YouTube premium. So basically, I'm going to go to – I do this for every show. This happens. I'm going to go to add suitability and request review. And I'm yeah, going to request no. the review even before the show's over. And do you think they're going to agree with Yeah, you? I always – 99, 9 out of 10, they're like, oh, yeah, sorry. 9 out of 10, <laughs> they apologize. But, 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 but I lose all the ad revenue for the first 5,000 views, which yeah. is like a couple hundred bucks per show. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. So, so basically, yeah, it's weird. I know you like your chat. I guess I don't know how you could do this, like go live and then release the YouTube version later so that you can get ahead of the curve. But you, you mean like uh, have, have it vetted? 
if that's the that's probably the only way that you would get clear on the first few thousand views. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, just yeah. The 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 more I love the more I I the I love the morning show. Um, having my regulars in here, the regular uh, crew commenting. Yeah, it's part of the show. Yeah. That I would. Yeah. Oh man, I would hate it if I couldn't do the show live. Yeah, we we switched to Rumble for a week, and it was I just oh, doesn't have the 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 audience there. The I it, for me it was the um the interface what I'm able to control. Hmm. Do you do anything live? I'm going to start. I've, I've been told I should be going live on YouTube. So I'm going to experiment with it. I just, I haven't done it. I don't know. I just like to do my work and keep yeah. my head down. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. Don't, yeah. Don't go live. You're too good. Don't go live. I don't need you in my space. Um. Uh, so, so, the, so the monetization, it's chill. It's, it's, it's chilled out. You're in a good spot. And it's you have back no, on track. It feels- and you have no strikes. Yeah, all I have is a warning, which I think that'll expire at some point too. My um how long does a warning take to go away? I have one strike, it goes away in July. They're all 90 day periods, I believe. Okay, so you lose once you lose your last strike, then you have another 90 days before your warning goes away. I think so. I'll have to check to see if the warnings ever do go away. Uh, but for sure the strikes go away after 90 days. The diamond market guy. You brought a humanity to tracks. I also invited him on the podcast. Uh, um, you brought a humanity to him that was awesome. What was he like? Did you hear the question? Check, check, one, two. Yes. Tracks. What was tracks like? You brought a humanity to him. The whole thing where he's like, his whole thing where he's like, hey, yeah, I need to start speaking up and supporting Trump more. He just seemed down in the dumps about the world. Like he was kind of a little bit of uh, pessimistic. Trax is the jeweler from New York that he served some of the biggest rappers in the world, like Kodak Black and Buster Rhymes and Cardi B with their bling, Mr. Beast, Logan Paul. And so I got to see the behind the scenes of the diamond world, like where the emeralds are made and cut and how the pieces are put together and negotiation on the floor and Great video, great video, great filming, great camera work, great editing, all of it. Dope. Thank you. It was but, fun. To- and my favorite part is the humanity you brought to him. Like, like, like we got we 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 got to feel him. Yeah, he definitely could. Like, we he needs to some help cheering up. He's definitely exhausted by the world. It appears. How do I? Uh... Weird. I lost that. I lost that station. I'm, I'm only on the podcast station. I want to. I want to show that guy. He's so young already. You th- is that so? You think that guy's rich? I think he's doing well for himself. Yeah. Yeah. And um. And and another thing you pointed out is that De Beers owns all the diamonds. Basically, they they've cornered the diamond market. Yeah. One thing I wish I pushed a little bit harder on was like, because th- there's a significant amount of exploitation in the diamond world. But he, he's just the end, like he's the end of the chain. He's not the beginning of the chain. So it's not like he's directly hiring people in mines. But yeah, that De Beers company, I think, has brought a lot of human misery, uh, particularly to parts of Africa that are nearly unspeakable and they're not being held accountable. And, and, and 90, damn, where is that video? It's a little bit up from where you are. This way? Go up a couple more rows. 
What is this? The end of my channel. That was when I had two strikes, and then this was my this was my pitch to look, start putting people onto my second second channel, the podcast channel. It's a skit that I made. Oh, okay. I, I don't see the diamond. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got there to eat. yeah, this is a great video too. Were you happy with this one? Really happy, yeah. Are are there any of them that you're not happy with? Tommy G froze. Damn. Damn. Hello? Check, check. One, two. So this scene right here, this guy has a, a two thousand. Oh, you froze. Are there any you're not happy with, Tommy? Yeah, there's a couple videos I've filmed that I've just never released. Like, um, oh, the poorest county in America or uh, exploring Gary, Indiana. But we're going to redo those videos because now we have a better camera. Our editing's better. Our ideas are better. And I, I try to avoid talking head videos where it's just me sitting in a chair with somebody and you're, we're still. I like there to be action as well. So, um, and also, I, I rather than people talking about things, I want to experience it. So if like, someone says, life here is tough, show me, hey, what does your house, your trailer, your apartment look like? What does your refrigerator have in it right now? What do your kids say? Like, what do your neighbors think? Like, I want to, I want to go into their life rather than just like, yeah, things are tough. Like speaking at a, you know, if they're, if I'm interviewing them, do you know what I mean? Good. Totally. Totally. Don't take my word for it. Let me show you. Uh, this is, I mean, there's, there's things like that. Like when you're in the tent city, like, it's like, Hey, where the fuck do these people go to the bathroom? Oh my God. They sleep there. Like you show all that shit. Yes. You show their neighbors. It's crazy. Hey, do you have a, before I go back to the subway, do you have a, um, do you have any peers? Yeah, I would say um, there's a few. Peter Santello, he's kind of mm -hmm. the more um, mature. Like I'm sure his audience trends a little bit older than mine, but Peter Santello travels the world going to interesting places. Brandon Buckingham does a lot of interesting journalism. There's this guy, Tyler Oliveira, who if you look at his recent videos he's done in India, holy shit, like this guy is making really, really – interesting pieces and bringing you into places you're just like wow like, i can't believe like the most crowded slum in the world or the dirtiest slum in the world like he does stuff like that and it's just like wow like i can't imagine he's gone to epstein's island oh shit oh he, i think maybe i saw that video i think maybe that's the only video i've seen of his him and a buddy went on a boat there and they're walking around on the island or on yeah. jet skis yeah would you do that I would love to. Um, <laughs> I, that's one thing that, so I'm, I did a video in Washington, D.C. where I met Would you with, break into Epstein's house to, to get content? Oof. Take a glass cutter, you know, like one of those ones they have in the movie and you spin the circle around and cut a big hole and you and the homies go in and be like, yep. I saw, I like, what could happen to you? Have a lawyer ready on, on your quick dial? Yeah, I mean, I saw an article that a billionaire bought that property, that island at a, a bargain and is now going to renovate it and make it into a tourism area and kind of wipe, oh. wipe the Epstein smear away from it. And so this, oh. is, this is the thing, anything that's important there has already been confiscated, burned, erased, placed in the safekeeping in a, you know, high intelligence area. So I don't think if I go there, I think there'd be minor risk. I think it's usually right now it appears just a grounds crew is there maintaining it, but it's not like, the files or the pictures from okay. his exploits are still there somewhere. 
What's going on? How come we don't know more about that? How can we? Do you know anything about Oh, no, about it's it? been totally taken care of. There's nothing more to look into. All <laughs> the guys that are on the list aren't being investigated. It's no big deal. I mean, nothing to see here. What did, uh, what did Ron say when you brought it up to him? He said that he finds the death suspicious. Here's the one thing I, th- I did find interesting because I spoke with liberal think tanks, nonpartisan think tanks, Republican Senator Ron, and uh, citizens in milwaukee and in washington dc oh wait a second wait a second you're not allowed to talk about um uh um um jeffrey epstein because you're not a pedophile and you're not a billionaire and you have no idea what it's like to be him so you're not allowed to talk about that sorry exactly which is the a good logical fallacy and not being able to comment on other stuff that doesn't yeah yeah so you're not allowed to talk that's great that was good okay go on yes but everyone unanimously thought the death was suspicious at the very least except for the the liberal think tanks like when i asked them that they're like oh whoa, whoa, whoa. like this organization does not comment on that type of stuff but like two seconds ago they were talking about uh corruption in the trump family which i'm happy to hear or the corruption with the supreme court justice clarence thomas like please tell me more but like it's just interesting how depending on the side you are you can only talk about corruption on one side or the other which i don't even think epstein, epstein is a bipartisan both sides of the aisle corrupter. Like, I don't even think you could say he's a Republican or Democrat. It's just, he's. Ah, he froze again. During the, during the Epstein piece, he froze. Let the conspiracy theory start. Uh, wow. Look at David. That's very feminine of you, David. I'm sorry. You're not sorry. You're not sorry. Everyone that's on that flight log should be investigated thoroughly. I don't care who they are. Oh my goodness! Hey, what about what about the map flag? Uh, someone said that uh, the miners attracted person flag. It's 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 like two colors off from the trans flag. You, are you gonna, I haven't I haven't gonna, heard about that yet. Are you going to do any map stuff? Are you going to? Uh, um, if there's a there's a trailer park in in Florida where it's. All it's inhabited entirely by former sex offenders, and it's called Pervert Park. I do would like to go there and talk to those folks. Okay, so here's another thing that um, um, Tommy G uncovered in his uh, Zone video visiting Phoenix, and I, I talk about it on the show all the time. This is the course people's lives take. Okay, ready, everyone? You're born. Your parents don't watch closely on you. Uncle Buck fucking diddles you. And uh, next thing you know, you're addicted to drugs and you live in a tent city. Like, that is the fucking theme. That's why we have to fucking protect kids. Yeah. Like, I don't, that's the, the no, so, yeah, that's it, guys. That's, that's the fucking thing. That's the way it all happens. You have kids, your kids get diddled. It, don't be like, well, it's not always Uncle Buck. I don't care. It's the spirit of the story I'm trying to share with you. That's why kids have to be protected. Something fucked up happens to the kid sexually and sends him off on some fucking sideways thing. And then he gets addicted to something. Hopefully it's fucking track and field or CrossFit. But a lot of times it's drugs. And and then next thing you know, he's fucking living in a tent city and or robbing banks. It, it, it's it's fucking he, – he uncovers that. And it's not even a – you don't push that in your videos, but it's a common theme that I see everywhere. Like, like whether you're doing L.A. prostitutes, anyone, everyone that's doing something that you're like, fuck, that looks like a really hard life. They got diddled. A very See? high percentage of them have that in their story. Definitely. Yeah. It's crazy how you always end up there. It's crazy. I'm like, yep, motherfuckers. 
Yeah, that's a great name, Pervert Park. <laughs> I Pervert, thought Pervert Park was California. <laughs> I believe, look it up. I believe, I just researched it yesterday. It's near Tampa, Florida. Uh, Allison NYC, uh, you can share your opinion on the topic all you want, but you truly can't understand it. Uh, get good. I don't want to truly understand. I don't want to truly understand. Um, I don't want to truly understand uh, uh, diddling kids. I don't. I don't have a desire to truly understand. No, but I, her point is, until like you've, you've lived the experience, it's hard to truly speak on. It. That's that's fair. I mean, um, there's theory and then there's lived experience. That's of course. But I still don't think no one should have a muzzle on them because they, hey. Allison, if you're not black, you can't comment on a black issue. Well, no, I think you should. Like, you should be able to comment on any issue you want. If you're, is your opinion that good? If you don't have the experience, like that's that might be your point. Is because we're not women, we might have the best opinion, and that's yeah. Fair. We we, we, we might have that. we might have the best opinion though. Also, it's possible. But I, I mean, look at look how brilliant it was. Uh, we stopped racism by taking Aunt Jemima off the syrup bottle. I mean, that was fucking brilliant. That was one fallen swoop. The corn syrup stays in the syrup, but but the lady has to go. Mm-hmm. but i think that's like when you're asking for opinions you want to talk to experts and usually experts have a field of study or long lived time in that field and those are probably the people you want to talk to about each issue um i think i think uh even even if you weren't um diddled i'm not saying you were you weren't tommy i think that the sheer number of people you've interviewed in um, bad situations does actually make you an expert on the outcome of getting diddled <laughs> Sure, or at least uh, like I have a pretty good, pretty good idea of the formula of homelessness at this point. Thank you. There, and we started that we start and we started the show with the greatest homeless man who ever lived, a uh, way outlier, uh, Jesus Christos. He he was more of a nomad than a homeless guy, I would say. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. fine. Uh, this guy tracks takes ounces of gold. With Tommy G out onto the streets of New York, and they—you're um, not going to report me if I use more than seven seconds of your video. Are Do you? your thing. All right, thank you. What do you say to the people that are struggling out there? Wait, where do you get your music from? You have so much good music, and all your—oh, he's gone again. What the fuck? I'm here. Okay. Um, Epidemic Sound. So there's a there's a subscription there's a subscription based website called Epidemic Sounds that has a lot of really good music. You can copyright free use, and then. As we form relationships with a lot of rappers out there, we can use their music if their manager is called whitelisting the music that we can use it. Wow. Oh, it's so good. Here we go. Any words of inspiration? Uh, if you're struggling out there, there's a very, very high chance that there's a road to a place where you're uh, going to be extremely happy. But it's up to you to find that road. Uh, tracks hit 1 million followers on Instagram, so he gave out pieces of gold worth $2,000 each. Here's how it went. And this, to me, is such a huge comment uh, on um, society, what, what you're about to see here. I'm going to load up this tracks pack, each one of these ounces. Dude, a fucking go- coin hit the ground. You don't know how much that bothered me when I saw him do that right there. He pours all those p- ounces of gold into the bag, and did you see one falls out? Do you remember who picked it up? Oh, shit. Tommy froze again. It should be called the Frozen Tommy Show. It's two grand. Let's see if somebody wants it for free. Sir, you are smart. Sir, I'm thinking we maybe do this at a time where my internet's back on because I don't want to ruin the flow of the show with my frequent pausings. (laughs) Tommy, we're an hour in. 
Oh, I guess we are. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, uh, Jan Clark, uh, this conversation is, is, is exhausting. Let's enjoy Tommy. He's a fun dude. No, it's not exhausting. It's all, it's all light. Trust me. It's all light. We're, compared to what Tommy uh, has seen, um, it's all light. Hey, when he was dropping those pieces of gold into that bag, one hit the ground. Do you remember who picked it up? Mm -mm. Do you remember it falling to the ground? Did I pick it up? I don't remember. No, tell me. I don't know. I didn't see who picked it up too, but when I saw him do that, it, dro it drove me crazy. Mm. I saw one hit the ground. I was like, hey! Um, uh, the, the editing is fantastic. The, the presentation is fantastic. The humanity piece is fantastic. Uh, I, I want to draw one more example. You, you can come on a thousand times to my show, Tommy. It's okay that you're freezing this time. I'm not, I'm not butthurt. By the way, good old Spectrum. This should be an ad for Spectrum Internet, <laughs> right? Um, th there's a, a piece uh, right here. This dice one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm gonna guess of all the shows that you've done that this one wasn't one of your favorite. I don't like gambling and watching people throw away so much money and waste so much of their day. Uh. Playing a game that has no skill and is all luck was just like interesting to observe, we, we will say. Yeah, the ending on this really shows the humanity of it all. Was that an awkward interview here at the end uh, with this dude? No, I mean, Pat, he, just, was pretty, he was pretty smooth to talk to. You don't think he was devastated by all that money he lost? I don't think it's his first time. If he's been playing dice for 15 years, this isn't his first day where he's walked around from the table losing. It's just may maybe his first day that's been widely filmed and circulated. When you when you make a piece like this, if it's not one of your favorite pieces, do you think, hey, I'm, maybe I shouldn't put this one out? Or you're like, no, fuck that. I did all the work. It's still a good piece. I think if I can accomplish seeing a scoop of life, a slice of life that is not easy to encounter, that might interest other people, then I, I think it's a good piece in the portfolio. All right. Um, um, wh wh where do you think that they get their fresh money every day? How do those I'm guys gonna leave that to the viewer's imagination? Did you ask them? I wasn't trying to incriminate anybody. Savon. I, I understood. Understood. There's sometimes you do incriminate people, but I guess it does like, like if you're like, like, when, when we're looking at the fentanyl in the zone, but at that point it doesn't matter since fentanyl is so ubiquitous. You're not, it doesn't matter. They're not going to come. You're talking to one person. All of a sudden you look over, there's a lady smoking it in front of you. So it's like, oh, <laughs> and she knows the camera's out too. So, and then she's like, like she wanted us to show, show more about it. Um, There was a, he, he, Tommy walks up to a lady in the video and says, Hey, how long would it take to get some fentanyl? And then one lady's like, no one would show it to you. They were afraid they'd get caught. And then in that second, someone puts their hand in front of the camera with fentanyl. Yeah. And then she goes, and to like, get, she goes to get more fentanyl. She comes back with a handful of fentanyl pills and crystal meth in her hand. The police drive by and I'm like, dude, like put it in your pocket. Like she just has it like right there. And I'm just, I guess there's not much of a penalty there because she was. I was more scared about it than she was. Um, the 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 black lady in the pink with the giant tits. She she almost seemed normal, like she didn't belong. Do you know who I'm re referencing? I know you make so many videos. 
the lady she, in the pink outfit. Yes, I I know who, know who you're talking about. She she how did she? How, I was surprised to see someone as coherent as her in the tent city. Yeah, she she was definitely one of the more interesting, um, coherent characters we met in that episode, and I really enjoyed meeting her and hearing her story. I'm trying to figure out where she is, and then and then and then this lady, you basically bleep out her whole story. YouTube would have banned, would have really gotten mad. Her story was horrific. So in the beginning of the show, it basically says that she was kidnapped by eight guys and raped all day. Yeah. And then let go. And that's not the first bad thing that's happened to her. Like she's, her life has been uh, just, the, the one thing is that it is sometimes hard with some homeless people to tell like what's reality and what is. Oh yeah. Yeah. He froze again. Damn it. Uh, there was, there was one person in here that was fascinating. Tommy check, check. Check. Oh, yeah. so so say that again. There was one person that there there's people that you can't tell what's real and what's not. Some people that their entire life is fabricated. There's a interview earlier in it where she's like, "I joined the Navy and I was eight years old, and I graduated college and I was nine years old." And I like, she's just saying nonsense. But it's, hers is more obvious to tell. But there are right. This chick, that- this chick was like, she graduated from college at five. She told you. I'm here on SSDI, Social Security mm-hmm. income. Yeah, and she's on social security, but she's also independent, she said. That was some crazy shit. Yeah. She right off the bat, because of how off the wall she was, this of like this is gonna be about a, a very short conversation because it's just gonna be wild ramblings if we keep going. So on YouTube you can't tell a um but it was good. It gave you a good perspective on the crazies there. On YouTube you can't tell stories of like vicious rape. No. I had no idea. I or it would have been and right, probably rightfully so, age restricted. I mean, I don't think that's something that if you're. Oh, damn, he froze again. Maybe maybe I should have listened to Tommy. He's kind of the YouTube expert, not me. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, man, we froze again. Did you, do you know when you freeze? Yeah, I can tell. And it's, I'm, I feel like I'm on like two strikes. If I keep freezing, I feel like we call it, throw in the towel, and do it this another time. Okay, fine. We'll do it again. Hey, thanks for coming on. Thanks for giving us an hour of your time. You demand. Appreciate you, brother. We'll talk I'll, again very soon. Yep, okay. I'll bug you. Yep. Okay. Bye. Tommy G. Well, shit. I don't, what, what the fuck is going on in here? I don't even know what the fuck is going on in here. Uh, uh um oh, I don't see I don't see anything mean. Everything's chill. Hey dude, fuck abortion's a charged topic. Fuck. Drug addiction's a charged topic. I ain't I ain't mad at Allison for getting that shit's charged. Addiction's brutal. Killing babies is fucked up. Wait till tomorrow's show. I think we have Seth Gruber on. See how that goes. I know the topic's crazy charge, but I still like to talk about it. Let me see. Is it tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow's going to be wild. I like him as a human being. Hey, what if Tommy goes and sees... Um, uh, uh, yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, you can talk about it all you want. You can't have. You can have an option, but you can't know what it feels like. Okay, fine. 
I can't. You're right. I can't. I can't know what it feels like to have an abortion. I agree. I can't know what it's like to do fentanyl either, but I know that if you do it, anyway, then you're fine. I, I, for me, the part is I, I enjoy the intellectual part of it and, and the fact that like you, ideally in my life, I don't want to pick things up. That's why I like the, that whole Catholicism thing where you get to go um, uh, into that uh, pew. Is that what it's called? Is that what it's called? A pew. And you get to admit and uh, tell the priest your sins because basically you're setting yourself free, right? You're setting yourself free. And um, and so the problem is, is you, in, in life, you want to pick up as few things as you can. That's what I, that's the, the thing I want my boys to know. You want to pick up as few things as you can. By pick up, I mean thoughts that you get stuck with. Confession. Thank you, Christine. Confession. Yeah, c- c- confession. Yeah, confessional. Yeah, that thing. And so uh, you want to, you really don't want to pick things up and be stuck with them your whole life. And no one tells you that as a kid. That's why you don't want to start smoking cigarettes. That's it. That's why you don't want to have an abortion. That's why you don't want to kill anyone. That's why you don't want to rape anyone. That's why you don't want to slap a girl. Anything you wouldn't want posted on the cover of the New York Times, you kind of don't want to do in life. You don't want to be guarding anything. Guard things will stop you from being happy, fun, and enlightened. For those of you who are aware of that uh, possibility. Uh, look up proboscis, monkey. I don't know who you're talking to, but... Uh, when I was into um, insects, I learned about the proboscis. There's this one beetle that has an insane proboscis. It, it, it pokes it into the other insect and puts something in t- inside of the insect that scrambles its insides, turns them into goo, some acid, and then sucks it back up. The proboscis. You're not a fan of what guy? Uh, uh, Seth Gruber or uh, Tommy? Tommy's cool as shit, dude. Tommy, we didn't even scratch the surface with Tommy. Tommy does some really cool shit. Just big picture, what he's pursuing with his life is fascinating. He's making a run at it, man. He's a fucking, he's a motherfucking hustler. That dude's going to be big time, I'm telling you. And he got some shit going on that's like, he's overcome adversity. And you, you know, you know what I really think that like a pivotal pivotal piece in his success is the fact that he did those videos where he goes out on the street and like if you can knock him out you get a hundred bucks or or he'll wrestle anyone if you can pin him he'll give you a hundred bucks there's something about that that's so vulnerable putting it on the line uh dick butter uh with some early morning contemplative thoughts. I'm wondering if I should jump in this Burt baby murder discussion. We could do tomorrow's going to be baby murder. Yeah, wrestling videos are cool as shit. God. All right. What do we do for the next 20 minutes? You just end the show. It's kind of boring. I have all these notes. Well, there definitely the takeaways is fucking if you, I don't know. Regardless, is make sure you protect your kids, dude. I'm telling you that theme of kids getting diddled and bad shit happening to them and people's lives spinning out of control, getting into drugs. There's a fucking definite. Um, there's a definite. Uh, 
there's a definite uh, trend there. Uh, someone wrote this to me in my DMs. I'll read to you guys today. It says, after my level one this weekend, I realized two things. CrossFit is amazing, and I have always loved Greg Glassman, but this course uh, made both 10 times better, meaning they took the um, they took the level one and made them love Greg 10 times more and made them love CrossFit 10 times more. Um, seminar number two, the seminar staff did, didn't comment on my CEO shirt. I wore both on Saturday and Sunday. Huh? They know, they know who the real CEO is. I'm so excited about this show that I'm starting on Friday. You don't even know. I haven't been excited about really doing any CrossFit game shows. The only reason I like talking about the CrossFit games is because I get to hang out with my, my friends on the show and you guys. Right. So it's like. John Young comes on and I get to just hang out with him and fuck with him or whatever. And that's fun. I, I really enjoy that. The rest of the stuff, and, and I like meeting the athletes. Like I, I like having Justin on or Alex Gazan or whatever. But just the actual talking about the sport, I don't know. It's, it's not my favorite. It's like a seven. But we're going to do a show that's going to be called the CrossFit Games Update Show every Friday. And it's going to be fucking rad. I need people to call in. That's going to be a huge part of that show to get people who want to call in. It's going to be fucking, we're going to get crazy. It's going to be just, there'll be nothing stiff about it. Nothing stiff. Call call in. It's, it's a time to call in and fight with uh, Tyler or John or whoever's on the show, Grundler, whoever's on the show. It's going to be so good. Uh, Judy Reed, uh, your Bergeron show was so good. Yeah, that was Ben gets all the credit for that. He he came on and uh, he came on and let it hang out. Right, Ben let it hang out. I, I, I appreciated that. That was cool. Oh, let's see if the phone works. I didn't even reset it today. Call her. Hi. Hey. Hi, yes, I'm calling for the uh, CrossFit Games live calling show. Oh, yes, welcome. What are your thoughts about the CrossFit Games? You're a little early, but we'll take a call now anyway. No, I can't wait for the CrossFit Games to happen. Yeah, me neither. What a fantastic. What a fantastic. Do you think there'll cool. be a streaker at the Games this year? Um, if his name's Sivan Matosian, I'd love that. <laughs> Who wouldn't? What are you doing, cooking breakfast? What are you, what are you, what are you, you're, 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 what are you doing over there? Cleaning pots and pans? You you in the kitchen? Yeah, I'm actually. I have a dog walker coming over, so I have to introduce her to the dogs. Holy shit! How rich are you that you have a dog walker? Oh, we're going on vacation. I can't wait to go see uh, some of the Sevenistas in Orlando. Hey, how rich uh, are you, you that you get to go on vacation? Listen to this guy just subtly strutting his shit. No, it's for my son's uh, dance competition. It's Jeffro. Yeah, I know who I it ain't is. That I ain't, I ain't rich. And, and your son's bougie and he dances. You have a dancing son. <laughs> yes, that's right. He's fantastic. Hey, do any of your kids Real make... Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'll do remember. Any, do any of your kids make friendship bracelets? The the kind where... Not the rubber band ones, but the kind where there's like five strings. Oh, speaking of friendship bracelets, sorry. Uh, Allison, Um, we have presents uh, for uh, your kids in my kitchen. Actually, I think my wife put them in a bag and we took them to Greg's house thinking we were going to see you there. Remind me to get those to you. Or, or come, or if you come over and work out with my wife, don't forget to get those. Your son's going to love the one I picked for him. Um, anyway, uh, your kids know how to make friendship bracelets, the ones with strings, like you have like six strings and then you got to like fold them over each other. 
Yeah, they actually used to buy the kit over at Michael's. It's like a uh, yeah, I know Michael's. Stores where you could yeah, always, yeah, they used to rock those things. They'd be all over my house. Oh, awesome, Allison. Okay, cool. I used, I used to wear them too when they made them. It was great. I tried to. T- I sat down with my three sons to try to teach them how to do that with the instructions and a YouTube video the other night, and I could not for the life of me figure it out. And they were fucking. They were, they were destroying me. Basically, telling me I was a dumb old guy. Yeah, those are hours and hours of just fantastic uh, family time. Yeah, I, I just want them well, to do it so that they'll leave me alone sometimes. Yeah. Hey, how about a friendship bracelet? <laughs> You know what shook me the other day? And I hate to say I got triggered. What? Tell me. That reel you posted about uh, the – you guys were at a jiu-jitsu tournament. Oh, yeah. Tell me. And the other, the, the other family that you know were going to a wedding, I think. Yeah. And they had to get uh, tested oh. to go to the 49ers game. Yeah, let me be very clear. That family also – I love that family, and they did not want to go, but they had to go to the wedding because it was a, 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 a – well, I, I, I shouldn't say had. they went, But they went. They went. But I love that family, and it's not a dig at that family. That family did not, by the way, get their kids injections or anything like that. But I just thought it was a great story to, to tell, right? It's like we live in two different worlds. We're not even – my kids are literally laying on the ground with other kids spitting in their mouths in a, in a, in a venue that has way too many black haired people in it. Right. It's just fucking Mexicans and Filipinos and it just, it's all the fighting community in San Jose. And we're in a fucking gymnasium in a school gymnasium where it's so fucking hot. And, and yet no one's, everyone's having the time of their life and no one's thinking for a second about COVID. Meanwhile, somewhere else, 20 miles down the road, there's people going to a wedding who are terrified of fucking COVID. It's crazy. Crazy. The juxtaposition uh, that you brought up between your kids being on top of each well, not your kids, but your kid with other kids yeah. on top of each other, sweating and fighting, and just the thought of someone having to get tested to go somewhere to a venue is is just shocking to me. Yeah, it's. Um... I will never forget when I first went to my first jujitsu trial. We had the black, the uh, brown paper all over the windows because we were locked down here in New York. And there was no way that that owner was going to stop his training. Oh, and that's I was just awesome. like, wow. Yeah. It was like, a, it was like an underground uh, jujitsu studio, but yeah, no, it's, it's the people there. They didn't care. It was, there are Democrats, Republican, black, white, Spanish, Asian. It didn't matter at that point. We just all wanted to be together. And it was like, it brought us even more together that we were able to do that in that setting. So do you think it's weird? Do you think it's weird that there's a disproportionate, there's like a crazy disproportionate of black haired people at, at jujitsu tournaments? Is it like that for you too? Like if you see a blonde person at a jujitsu tournament, it's weird. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's, it's, <laughs> it's funny. It's like, You're like how'd you get in here? Blonde people, <laughs> when blonde people are in the gym, it's just like, Whoa, like where'd you come from? Yeah. Oh, Oh, even your CrossFit gym. No, no, my oh, jiu-jitsu, oh, oh, gym. jiu-jitsu gym. Yeah, they blonde-haired people just don't do much of the fighting. Like Chuck Norris was like an outlier. No, it's it's you know the the Portuguese, the Brazilian, it's not the you know the, the Brazilians, the uh, and the Asians, Spanish. dude. In San Jose, the Asians are just taking over. It's like tennis. They they already own tennis. It's not enough. Now they're coming over to jiu-jitsu. I think there's actually a Japanese jiu-jitsu compared to like the Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Right. That's the that's the original one. I think. Is it? Yeah. Well, that Brazilian jiu-jitsu is no joke. I love it. Is your is your are you so you're going to see your um, son dance when this weekend? 
Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, July 8th to the 15th in Orlando. Uh, hopefully I'll see a couple of uh, Sevenistas down there. Maybe Fergie, maybe Devesh Maharaj, the hammer. Oh, shit. Hey, um, um, send me a video of your son dancing. I want to see that. I want to show my kids. It, is it a competition or, or what is it? Performance? I mean, they have nationals all over the place, but this is like their finals in Orlando. So he's looking to take home uh, a bunch of first place medals. Oh, that's dope, dude. They're really good. They're really good. And he's pretty blessed to have the ability he has. So we're really proud of him. What kind of dancing? Contemporary and hip hop. Oh, awesome, dude. So awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot them to you. I can't text you them because, you know, I'm on the Android. Oh. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm on the, the Android. The Android. So I'll, I'll shoot you a, a DM. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Keep being a great brother. All right. Thanks, man. Bye. Jethro, uh, saving the show, doing his part, his his uh, his contribution for the show. Yeah, that that friend of mine that I was telling that story about too. I've told all sorts of stories about that. That friend handles it so well. Some, like I said before, some of my friends don't handle it so well when I talk about them on the show, even though I don't mention them by name. They uh. They don't like it so much. Okay. Speaking of white people that fight, uh, let's listen to uh, Tyson Fury from the Gospel Speakers Instagram account for my Jesus-loving constituents. Uh, Tyson, Fury, Tyson Fury proclaims Jesus lives on... Uh, uh, sorry, Tyson Fury pro proclaims Jesus live on national news. Cool shit. Here we go. I, I like that all this. I love the, I love the Jesus talk, the Jesus, the Jesus talk. Here we go. Got anything you can tell us about? about yes, I have. I've got lots to tell you. Oh, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Is that your reaction to what people who want you off the spot is shortly? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. And what about you being stripped of your belt? I mean, that, that, that's, uh, you must be very unhappy with that. What's your reaction to that? Jesus loves me. He loves you too. And he loves you too. He loves these people in here, and he loves everybody in the world. All you've got to do is repent of your sins. What I'm about to say could be blasphemy, but listen, people, this probably is the greatest heavyweight that ever lived. This Tyson Fury is probably the greatest heavyweight boxer who ever lived. And if you've not seen him box, uh, you need to, even if you're not into the sport. He, for a, he's a massive man, and he's agile like a cat and you will be, get, be forgiven. And do you think you can win Spotty? Do you want to win Spotty? John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever believes in Him shall have eternal life and shall not perish. God, that one, that one hits home. Jeez Louise. Okay, okay. That shit won't be tolerated here. Just like Bajan is the greatest college quarterback ever, shut it. Just shut it. Oh, come on. Oh, oh, if he beats Usyk, he's going to kill Usyk. Usyk. Do you think Usyk's going to step in the ring with him? Usyk's tiny. All right, what do you mean? I paused it. I paused it. What are you talking about? I paused it every eight, six seconds. You shut it too, David. Assholes. Okay, here we go. Okay, Tyson. Uh, any final, any final message to those people who who have criticised you in recent? There's been a lot of criticism from people in signing petitions to the Scottish National people, to all sorts of people. Yes, yes, yes. 
just give us just give us your take on it. Do you stand by your comment? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Okay, nice. The only way is through Jesus into heaven. That's all I can say. The A to Z, the Alpha, the Omega. Jesus is the way, the key, and the only way into heaven. Okay, so Peace thank you out. So much. Thanks for stopping. Have you Peace got anything? Out. Uh, Tyson is bigger than Mike and better boxer than people think. Dude, he's he's uh, he, he is um, he is uh, he's huge compared to Mike Tyson and. He would. I unfortunately, I think he would fuck Tyson up. I love Mike Tyson, but I think I think he could fight Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson, dude. He fucked the bomber up like three times now. Uh, it's crazy. No, I wouldn't fucking take a trip to the Titan Titanic. Those guys are fucking knuckleheads for doing that. That is pure. That is. I don't want to say anything bad because I feel sorry for those people. For those of you who don't know, a boat went down to go see the Titanic. It cost anywhere between $100,000 and $200,000 to get on the boat, depending on where you read the story. There were five people on the on this fucking submersible. They call it a submersible. And uh, it's fucking gone. Those people are toast. They didn't find them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why. Whenever I, I, whenever I hear that part about God gives his only... Um, begotten son i get all i think it's because i have sons it's just it, that that part fucking hits home did you ever see the superman i wonder if i can play this uh superman um where they, they actually do that they make that was one of my favorite fucking um movies ever because of they they show him up in outer space and he has his arms like this like he's on the cross and it talks about how uh what was superman's dad's name about how he gave up his only son to come to save earth. It's a fucking crazy trailer for that movie. I think, I wonder what year that Superman came out. It's probably 2008, 2010. The movie ended up being stupid. Unfortunately, the ending was like all these icebergs started coming out of the ocean and it was, I don't, I didn't like it. But no, it's not God talking to me. No, that, that Eaton Beaver, that's not, no, it's the fact that I have a son and I can relate. Like, like they saw the, um, that Dracula movie where the guy had to turn into fucking Dracula in order to save his son. I fucking wept like a baby. It's called, uh, empathy or something, or I don't know what it's called. Uh, on a lighter note, um, here we go. Uh, for those of you who have a screen to look at, uh, Lean in close. You do not want to miss this. You do not want to miss this. Oh, Superman Returns. Is that what it was? Man, that was intense, right? Did you like that, Adam? It was great until the... Uh, it was great until the uh, till the end. God, that was such a good movie. It didn't do well at the box office. I loved that Superman, too. He was beautiful. Was that uh, Henry Cassaville or what was his name? Man. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is this is called Glizzy Go Gobbler. This guy has this is real, I think. What you're about to see and what he does with his mouth. Oh, Henry Cavill, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what Glizzies are? This guy's about to gobble some Glizzies. I don't even know what Glizzies are. I couldn't even. I, I had to watch this like five times, but I, I'm pretty sure this is real. What you're about to see. 
It is so fast. I hope it's not glitchy when you guys watch it. It is so fast what you're about to see. Okay, here we go. From the side, no sleight of hand. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Glizzy Gobbler. I'm back at it again, slurping hot dog to my parents' driveway. (laughs) Up to no good on a Sunday. (laughs) Ain't no sleight of hand. Tell them haters, get out of here. Look, that should not be done around little boys. Look at those little boys. Sleeves, no shirt, no problem. Three glizzies. Oh, no. (laughs) Where'd they go? Tell me. Tell me I'm hiding them. They're in your lungs, right? That's what everyone thinks. Oh, no. No, I swallowed them, boys. No hot dog is known victory over me. (laughs) Go ahead. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I would not want to have that skill. What? It's so fun eating hot right, From the side. Not, no sleight of hand. all the fun out of it. It's your boy, Glizzy Gobbler. I'm back at it again, slurping hot dogs in my parents' driveway. <laughs> Up to no good. Has anyone else Sunday. seen this technique before? <laughs> oh, boy. Just sucks it down. <laughs> Gone. Ain't no sleight of hand. Tell- anyway. Thoroughly impressed. Uh, thoroughly impressed. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you this movie. Hold on. Where is it? Um, Dracula. Sam Stoker. Uh, Dracula Untold is the movie. Dracula Untold. You want to cry? You have sons. See that. See that movie. Dracula Untold. Dracula Untold. 2014. Great movie. Man. Great movie. Uh, Dylan Dykes, my ex knew that technique. Huh. John Young eats hot dogs like that. Not nice at all. He's not even here to defend himself. Uh, you don't think... Okay, fine. Let's go see Superman Returns. Uh, let me see. Su- uh, Superman Returns. You're saying... Someone in there is saying that I'm not choosing the right um, Superman? Superman Returns. Uh, Brandon Ruth. Is that Superman? Videos. Oh, yeah, it's, the, it's 2006. Oh, it, here it is. Oh, it's a, uh, let me see if I can find the preview for it. Official trailer. Let me see. Oh, my God, this is so good. How much trouble am I going to get for playing this if I play this? Oh, my God. How good is Superman? Listen listen, listen to what this girl says in the beginning. You've been gone a long time. Even the music's good, right? I want to see the part. If they show him, let's see. Even though you've been raised as a human being, you are not one of them. It's not easy. For- oh, you're right. It's not Henry. You're right. That's is that what someone was saying in the comments? It's a. She's still in love with you know who. Oh, you're right. It wasn't Hen- Henry Cavill. Let's see, is this it? You wrote that the world doesn't need a savior, but every day I hear people crying for one. God, I'm a sucker. Good drama. All right. Uh, back when superhero movies weren't uh, for kids and just comedy. 
Yeah, there's so the I I regret I would say nine out of ten superhero movies I regret watching. I like that one. Uh, I like that one X Men one where they t they talk about the history of Wolverine. That one was cool. I like the first Iron Man. I like the origin story, the Batman origin story. That one was cool. I like all the origin story ones, I guess. There was Avengers I watched. I fucking hated myself for watching it. The whole entire movie was just fighting. It's like, and, and it's 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 basically a cartoon, or I'm like I'm watching someone play a video game. That horrible. You guys want to see what my, Mark Zuckerberg's up to? That tournament I went to this weekend was the same tournament that I went to a couple months ago. That jujitsu tournament where Mark Zuckerberg showed up. I don't know if he showed up yesterday. We leave as soon as the kids are done. Here's uh, here here's Mr. Uh, Zuckerberg uh, talking. Here we go. Take some of the stuff around COVID earlier on in the pandemic, where there were you know real health implications, but. There hadn't been time to fully vet a bunch of the scientific assumptions and oh really there wasn't time to vet all the scientific assumptions i actually didn't know that well dummy me because i was just going along with everything the censors on facebook were telling me but boy here's what's crazy you ready it would make more sense if the goal was to save people's lives, to tell people the opposite of what was said, instead of telling people they have to take it, to tell people that they can't go to the 49ers games. Get your head wrapped around that. Some people think that's like flat earther talk. It makes more sense to say, you absolutely cannot go to the 49ers game than to tell people to go, and yet we told people to go. If you had to choose one, which one made more sense? If you just had to choose one, we forced you to be on one side or the other. Like if you were in charge and be like, okay, are we going to allow people to do this, go to the 49ers game, or are we not going to allow? It makes more sense if, you're, if your goal is to save the most amount of lives. You can't go to the 49ers game. And yet we did the opposite. Oh, fucking wow. What a world we live in. That was pretty cool. That was pretty fucking cool when Max was on here the other day. And, he, and I didn't, I guess my takeaway from is he was freaking out. He had bought what the media said, hook, line, and sinker, and he was freaking out. And that somehow talking to me or texting with me or something he saw on the show kind of saved him. That made me feel really good. I wanted to ask him more questions, but I thought it would be too self-serving. God knows I don't want to be self-serving. Here's these fake tits I was talking about. This one's this one. I don't know what's more controversial, the abortion talk or this, but hey, can I have strong opinions or no facts about fake tits? I can't I because even though I don't have them, actually I haven't really felt them either. Uh transgender activists gets banned from White House after going topless at Pride event. But here's the thing. So many guys love these titties. So many guys who are, quote, I don't know if anti-trans is the word, but like that's a that's a hot dude right there. I think I think um, nine out of ten men who who claim that they would never be with the trans could, would be duped and, and and go with that.
I know. It's, t- it's tough, but there it is. Oh, shit. That's a... Wait a second. I need to see that again. Uh, so I can pause it. That, that is... A... That is a man with fake boobs that so many of you adore. And that is a woman who had her boobs removed. That's incredible. Fuck. Crazy. That's the thing with plastic surgery and all that stuff. I think that shit all just kind of, for me, it just all fits in the same genre. doesn't matter if you're a dude who gets fake boobs or a woman who gets fake boobs. You're just... It's like dudes who are into fake boobs or that's my evidence that, that you're gay. Uh, Andrew Hiller uh, in the chat. Not all fake boobs are created equal. I mean, you can tell yourself that. You can tell yourself that, or you can just accept the fact you're a little gay. Set yourself free. Just a little. Just, a little, just like, it's, you know, schmidgey. You know, you're a sucker. You're a sucker for just, yeah, just, it's just your sucker. It's okay. How is it? He didn't want to talk to that. That did that did um, uh, uh, confuse me a little bit. That Tommy G didn't want to talk to um, Seth Gruber, who is the uh, abortion pro life guy, but he wants to go to Pervert Park. That was. I don't want anything to do with Pervert Park. There's some shit I just don't want to understand. God, I have so much fun stuff. You guys want to see what it's like in San Francisco? Oh, shit. The flagship uh, AT&T store closed down. Guess what city that's in? San Francisco. Dude, San Francisco is a train wreck. I got to have Blade on here and ask him what the fuck he thinks is going on. Look at this shit. This is, uh, this is San Francisco. Thieves target luxury retail in San Francisco. Thousands in luxury handbags were taken from two different retailers yesterday. Look at them. It's just fat kids. It's a group of fat kids all wearing basically the same clothes. They run in and they steal bags. Dude, that's crazy. This shit's just happening all over San Francisco. What a mess. Is there anyone who wants to argue with me and say that this uh, that this isn't a um that, that's a partisan issue, right? That's that those that's 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 because of Democrat policy. Savon is about forty percent gay. <laughs> uh, I am also Andrew Hiller. I am also a little gay, dude. Forty percent is more than a little. Uh, Ken Walters escaped San Francisco. Animals, lazy pieces of garbage, dude. It's crazy. Blade, another great film. Yeah, I was talking about the uh, cop Blade, uh, who's in the comments. I've, I've done a couple of shows with him. I got to have him on. He, he's a he's a Bay Area police officer. He's in, um, but not in San Francisco. But I need to get his opinion. on What the fuck is going on? Oh no, Yash is doing that. Forty percent is like three days a week. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well. 
I don't know. I, I didn't hate today's show. I feel bad because I think he didn't have fun a little bit. Oh, here, here's one more thing. Dude, the cursive thing. Who was I talking to? Kelly Baker. I should have pushed back harder on her with cursive. I don't know if I agree with this, right? I, I don't agree with this, but but I but you but you should hear this anyway. I do not agree with this, but I really like this. He bet that better not fucking be true, Manny. That better not be true. That better not be true. He's saying, and Gavin Newsom will be our next president. That better not be true. Okay, here we go. Action. Interesting thought for the day. So I've been noticing that schools don't teach cursive anymore. And you may think that's an outdated thing, but I want you to really question why it is that cursive would even matter in the first place. Well, if we go back and look at all the founding documents we have, such as, I don't know, Constitution, Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, so on and so forth, they've all been written in, guess what, cursive. So if today's youth is not taught that in school, they no longer know how to read those items, which means they now have to rely on someone else to tell them what it says. So I'll leave you with this. Do you trust the government or anyone else for that matter to tell your kids what that important set of documents actually says? Think about it. I like it. I like it. I don't think, I don't think that I, I, I think you can still read cursive if you don't know how to write cursive. So I don't know if I agree with his argument, but, but I, I think you're fucking crazy if you don't teach your kids cursive. Oh shit. I teach 17 to 22 year old kids how to sign their name on a weekly basis. Dude. Oh my God. Oh, but Sevon, you'll never need it. It's all on computers. It, dude, it doesn't matter. It, it's not a skill that you want to erode. It's not a skill you want to. It's just like crawling. We don't use that. You do not want to, that to erode. You do not want to not be able to crawl. I interviewed this lady on the CrossFit Games, on the uh, CrossFit podcast when I worked over at CrossFit. And she said she was in a, in, in a grocery store and she was like fidgeting with like the peaches, a big pile of peaches or grapefruits or something, and one of them fell onto the floor. And she was so fucking uh, uh, compromised because of her body size that she she didn't know if she could bend down and pick it up. So she looked around to see if she would be judged. You know, like, did anyone see it? And someone did see it fall. So now she felt this social obligation to pick up the fucking grapefruit. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I think you're nuts uh, if, if you don't teach your kids how to hold a pencil in their hand and manipulate it to do the alphabet and print and cursive proficiently. What, what, what are, don't worry. You don't need to pick that piece of fruit up. We have a robot here. It just cruises around and picks up pieces of fruit off the ground. Don't worry about that. No, no, thanks. I I'm cool with that. I'll, 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 I'll I'm fine. I'll, I'll bend down and pick up my own fruit. I'll keep the skill. No, you don't need to. The robots will do it. You don't need to. Oh, you're such an idiot. You're so old. You're so old school. You pick up things off the ground that you drop. We have robots that do it. Pass. 
I'm telling you, this show on Fridays is going to be off the hook. Friday nights. Some of you are going to become addicted to it. You're going to be like me. You don't give a shit about the games. You're going to be addicted to it. You're going to love it. June 23rd, I already got the um, the two people lined up, John Young and uh, Mr. Spin, Brian Spin. I don't see it on my calendar. I don't see anything on this calendar. Uh, I think it's at 6.30 at night. Dude, it's going to be a great buildup to the games. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be the, the, the show. Maybe I should, should I invite Pat uh, Vellner on the inaugural show for like fifteen minutes. I haven't talked to him in a while. Oh, that's interesting, Yash. Uh, that wow, that's interesting. What did he? Where was that? Have you? Oh, uh, that's in. Savon, have you done a video on essential skills to teach your kids before they turn 18 or something like that? Yeah, that's interesting. You know where I shit the bed is I, I should have had them in the water sooner. I wish they were better swimmers. <clears throat> Brian's always welcome on the show. Why not have friend on too? He's always, always uh, welcome on the show. He could come on right now if he wants. He's always. Uh, tomorrow, please, everyone tune in for uh, Heidi's birthday episode. Oh, shit. We're doing the abortion show on your birthday. Damn. Wish I could have done something a little different on your birthday. I'll postpone your birthday. Maybe you can make, make your birthday the Friday show. Um, okay. I don't know how many I've been to. Let's say I've been to a dozen Pride events. Two dozen. Three dozen. I don't know. Every event in San Francisco seems like a Pride event. And I just want you to know, this is how they all roll. This is what they all look like. Every single one, every single one I've been to looks like this. I haven't been to one in, in 10 years, so maybe they changed. But this is what they all have looked like. Dudes on leashes, dudes with assless chaps. Um, that That's a little kid petting him. I don't ever remember seeing a little kid petting a grown-ass man acting like a, a sex slave. But that's all what that is. All the events I've ever been to, it's all sex stuff. And it's all dudes. It's all dudes, except for like there's chicks in the audience. And that's why you go. You're hoping like to. You're hoping there's a disproportionate gay dudes there so you can. Dudes like me might meet a girl. It's desperate. But that's what I just want to show you guys. That's what they all. Um, uh, that's what they all look like. Oh, look, a, a money today. My first money. Um, why is Yash such a bigot who blocks everyone? I haven't seen anything um, from him that I haven't seen anything from. What is a bigot? I haven't seen anything from him that makes him a bigot. 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 Oh God! Speaking of bigots, person who is ostentatiously, obstinately, a person who is obstinately or unreasonably attached to a belief or opinion. Oh, I'm. I'm. I might. I have. I have opinions that I'm unreasonable. Oh wow! So like all those people who think that you should. Um, 
uh, be able to mutilate uh, genitalia of kids, um, allow kids to mutilate their genitalia. They're all bigots because they're a person who is unreasonably attached to a belief. God, this is such a subjective word. Opinion or faction, especially one who is prejudiced against or antagonistic toward a person or people on the basis of their membership of a particular group. Oh, I don't. I shouldn't use that word. I don't even know what the fuck that word means. Is Yash a foreigner? Maybe you just don't understand his English. Um, uh, Yash blocks everyone. Seven, you're one of the only few who can see his comments because he blocks everyone. Oh, no shit. I didn't even know you can do that. I don't like, I don't, <clears throat> my my immediate thought, you know when you're on Instagram and you respond to someone and it says this person doesn't allow people to reply to them, my instant response to those people is you're a bitch. Like I feel like punching that person in the stomach, not because I'm mad at them, but I, they deserve to have the wind knocked out of them. You're just a scumbag. It's like it's like entering a mosh pit, but you're wearing a fucking like the football pads. You're just a cunt. It, it's, it's really... Uh, it's really stupid. The the morning chalk up did a, a, a the morning chalk up is so fucking bad. God, they're fucking. They really are bad. You guys should just fold. Why haven't they folded? Someone someone sent me this this fucking piece. I don't. I and I, I can't tell whether I should give it attention or not. These people attention or not. Can't tell if it's better just not to say anything about them and they go away. Um, I was discussing that with a friend this morning. In the summer when Greg Glassman showed his true colors. That's what this fucking, this article says. Like, hey, dude, you fucking idiots. Why don't you say what he said instead of just fucking expressing your fucking opinion? Like, what did he, what do you mean he showed his true colors? How the fuck would you know? That's a quote from some fucking moron name. Um, I think this fucking idiot owns a fucking affiliate. And, and you are an idiot in the clinical sense. You're an imbecile. What's this guy's name? Prince? I guess I'm going to talk about it. Uh, and what the fuck is, is Tola Morquino doing with this fucking idiot? I guess there's a lot of fucking idiots out there. Here, I'll fucking pull up the article. This chick, Kay Wise. Man, you're a fucking douche. You are a complete fucking hit. You're a hideous douchebag. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. No senioritis for the Invictus Bostus Invitational. Invictus Bost. Like, that title doesn't even mean anything to me. The only, the only thing I know about Invictus is that they have a Devin Kim and um, Jorge Fernandez. Other than that, and, and it's C.J. Martin. Other than that, who gives a fuck? Look at this fucking guy. Wearing a freedom shirt. I went to this guy's fucking Instagram, and there's people, like, chanting freedom and wearing freedom shirts, but they're wearing masks. A fucking ding-dong. Burn Prince. Four years ago, Burn Prince had a mission to bring inclusivity, diversity to the sport of fitness. Fuck off. What do you mean? It's always been diverse and inclusive. Way more than it's been now. Did you see the CrossFit Games posted that thing on it was celebrating Elizabeth Ockenwally as like the most successful black CrossFit athlete ever or some shit? It's like, who black is going to the games this year or last year or the year before compared to 
when Greg Glassman ran it. And do you, Greg Glassman showed his true colors. Do you know that the morning chocolate wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for Greg Glassman? The fucking irony. You want to make it more inclusive? It wouldn't even fucking be here for you to say that shit, you moron. Burn Prince. If it wasn't for the fact that he created it, do you even know him? No, you're projecting all your fucking small dick insecurities on him. Let me show you. Let me show you how retarded this fucking guy is. Burn Prince. I don't even know if I should. What the author's name is? K Wise. It's, it's the fucking whitest uh, Instagram account you've ever been to. Where? Let me find this guy. Burn Prince's fucking Instagram. It's fucking retard. CrossFit inclusive. Oh, no, you dipshit. You're going to make it fucking exclusive because you're a closed-minded fucking douchebag. Because you formed opinions around your own insecurities instead of investigating shit yourself. Look at this. Look at this fucking ding-dong. Let me show you this picture I scrolled down here and saw. Oh, it's, look at this. Huh, where have I seen that shirt before? You have a fucking mask on a kid. Sunday, November 8th, from noon to 2 p.m., Freedom Family will have its first ever pop-up shop. <laughs> Love child. How about you fucking hate your kids? Go down here. He's got the black fucking box. Guy is such a tool. Tell me you hate black people without telling me you hate black people. Oh, no, you overtly hate black people. Dude, you are such a tool of the man. You need to fucking go through and dig through your shit. Celebrity trainer. How about sellout trainer? How about bitch-ass trainer? How about racist scumbag? How about that? Burn. And this KY's chick. You want to see her fucking Instagram account? You want to see it? What a fucking. Talk about someone who has zero fucking life experience. Uh, the, the, she calls Greg's comments insidious. Or he showed his true colors. He, she's In the summer when Greg Glassman showed his true colors. There's another fucking comment down here. You mean Floyd 19? which was to save people in Burn Prince's tribe? Why don't you mention that? Oh, did he have a Hotmail account? Yeah, he's, a, he's just a fucking douche. She's a douche, too. This, this fucking, this whole thing is just a shit show, K-wise. Oh, how to host a perfect summer throwdown like you fucking know. Oh, look at and another another uh, article of uh, a games athlete blaming social media pressures. KYs, no shit. I, who would have thought you were focused on the victim mentality? Oh, she's a fucking Invictus specialist. A shithole rag, pointless. Yeah, KY jelly. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that's a little mean. I bet he's on a droid. That's mean. That's too. That's mean. 
You don't think there's people on the other end of your comments? Kay and Burn, you wouldn't have – what the fuck would you guys be doing if Greg didn't create CrossFit? Have either of you written an email to him? How come the article – how come you don't specify what he did? You just you just like smearing him? I pointed exactly what you did, Burn. You put you celebrate masks on kids. You have black people wearing fucking freedom shirts with their fucking faces covered because the white man told you to. You're fucking double agent. Uh, David Weed is old. <laughs> Good. Uh, Justin hasn't written an article since November. God, that picture is gross. Uh, David Weed, ladies, find yourself a man that loves you as much as Sevon loves Greg. Fine. Okay, fine. I was going to defend myself, but fine. I, fine. Yeah, that's good advice. Uh, part of your tribe too, Sevon. Oh, right. Thank you. I forget. Sometimes I forget I'm a black man. In denial. Fucking KYs. Boston-based photographer KYs. Writer, number cruncher, Trader Joe's dark chocolate peanut butter cup enthusiast, competitive exerciser, mediocre cyclist, passionate about GHD sit-ups and long intervals on the biker, and doing absolutely zero reporting and only make doing propaganda pieces. Have you look how lazy, look how lazy fucking morning chalkups layout is too. Look how fucking lazy these fucktards are. Look at this. So everything's like it's like in bullet points. It's not even who's this written for? All their shit's like this now. How about you just write a fucking article? Oh shit. Oh shit. I think there's I think something's brewing, by the way. I love when people reveal themselves. It it saves a lot of time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Sevon gave many HJs back at HQ. HJs? HJs? No, BJs are HJs. Help a brother out. What's an HJ? Dick Butter. Sevon always driving traffic to the morning chalk up. Something is brewing. Uh, the, the author's name is Katie uh, or K K Y's K Y Jelly. Oh shit! I might have to go. I need. I I, I think I have a big Intel update. I'll trust me. I'll tell you guys as soon as I know. All right. I forgive you guys, Bernie and Kay. I forgive you. You guys are just ding dongs. Just say what you mean. Do you, do you guys? Do you guys understand what I'm saying, Bern and Kay? Just say what you mean. Don't slander him. Hey, I'm a black guy, and for some reason, Floyd 19 bothered me because a bunch of people told me that it was offensive towards George Floyd. And even though George Floyd's a complete scumbag, when I see a black man with a knee on his neck, I start to empathize with it the same way someone empathizes with someone having to um, do something that's uh, to save their son's life. And so I start empathizing with it, and I make some fucking irrational, emotional opinions. So I get really defensive anyone, even though 
George put a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach, was using counterfeit coins and driving around fucking high on fentanyl and could have killed children and was a horrible fucking role model and example for black kids everywhere and all kids everywhere. But I still, when I saw that cop with his knee on his neck, it, it, it blurred my thinking. And so I really got upset at Greg and I'm still upset at Greg for it. And I don't know why. And I'm working through it. And, 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 and so in the meantime, I'm just going to say that I want to make CrossFit more inclusive. Like, okay, I get it. Cool, I get it. It's like a you mama joke. You didn't handle it well. I get it. But just say what you mean. I actually don't even know what Floyd 19 means. I'm just, just ang I'm just angry. I'm just looking for somewhere to vent. Okay. Okay. I, I feel you, brother. And, and my venting may actually be hurting black people more than helping them. Actually, I know it is, but I just can't stop. Okay. Come here, let me give you a hug. Come on, bring it in. Come on. <sighs> I love you. Okay. Uh, Eric Weiss, uh, give, uh, can give props to our boy Jim for finishing a year of Hero Wads. That guy is an absolute beast. Again, Jim, the guy who did the, the, the it's already been a year. He did a year of Murph and then a, a year of Hero Wads. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I should have him on again. I want to hear about that. What's wrong with him? Uh, oh, uh, what's this? Was Hiller's programming cheaper before uh, he announced it on YouTube? Anyone know? Just wondering. <laughs> Just wondering. You want to judge the fuck out of him. Matt Suzami here just to support the current thing. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's not even current. That's a good point, Matt. Therapeutic help from Sevon, not helpful. What are you talking about? That was fucking, I just fucking, what are you talking about? How would you know? You haven't experienced it. I haven't given you any of my therapy. How would you know if it's helpful or not? Uh, I'm excited to see that video Hiller made. I can't believe people, more people don't do his programming. He doesn't ever fucking talk about the fact that he does programming. Although he has pretty nice size clientele. Do you guys hear that? Oh. Why didn't you guys tell me you hear that? Did you hear that time bomb ticking? That's like uh, the phone's fucked up again. I just turned it off. That was weird. Oh. It went from $10 to $40 in a 24-hour time frame. Inflation. Inflation. Hey, he may be doing it on purpose because he doesn't want more clients. Mason Mitchell, $39.99 is fair pricing. If I do Hiller programming, will I look like him? You will also need to do California hormones. Oh, speaking of which, uh, uh, the whole peptides thing. I got my needles in my bottles here somewhere. Um, I'm going to have a dude on with Andrew here very soon who's going to talk to us about peptides. We can ask him anything. And then, and then if you, if you want to partake, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try peptides for my arm. Although 
It is. I think it's, it's like 60% better taking off my toe spacers. Um, yeah. California peptides. I'm going to, uh, there's going to, guy's going to come on and answer any question about them. And those, you don't even need a doctor's notice for You can just, um, Nope. Mm, they, I, I must not be wearing these enough. They don't have that yeasty smell. Um, yeah. So you're going to, so then you can just go into the California peptides website and, and order what you want. So I'll, I fuck. I don't even know what peptides are. I need to, I need to ask him all those questions. Savon, you should do Hiller's programming, take a before and after pick. It's not a bad idea. Uh, Cody, uh, Lovelace. Uh, it's a good picture. Uh, the problem is, that's a great picture. If it's good, raising your prices won't dissuade people. People pay for what they find valuable. Excuse me. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I got to go. I got I to gotta figure some shit out. I'm trying to think if there's... Um... Okay, you want me to finish on this? You want me to finish on this? Okay. For anyone who questions whether or not I would be the best at the job at any fucking job at CrossFit Inc., replacing anyone there let me let me just say this to you when i ran the media department there were the espn shows there was the feature length documentary there was the behind the scenes and there was the road to the games think about that all four think about that think about that Behind the scenes, most minutes watched ever of any content. Road to the games, uh, YouTube reached out to us and was like, holy shit, this is some of the best, if not the best um, uh, pre-hype uh, videos we've ever seen for any event anywhere. ESPN shows, crushing it. And Netflix. Yeah, yeah, David, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to imagine just some ding dong like me that smells his toe spacers is fucking the man. I know. It's Trust me, I'm having trouble accepting it. I'm having trouble accepting it. <laughs> ben Bergeron pointed out to me the other day and I was like, oh shit, you're right. All they need is me back. He's like, no, no, you can't do it. Now go fuck yourself. Ding dong. Andrew, talk to you soon. Love you guys. I'll see all you guys soon. Thanks for hanging in there. Thanks to Tommy G for the show today. Uh, love you guys. That was fun. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.